why don't you give the Lord a shout, amen? And, and, and this, this keeps coming up to me before I even get to the scripture. I, I don't know if you can put new scripture on there, but during that last song, talking about our sin and him not remembering, the scripture came up, I think it's Zephaniah 3.17. If that's it, and the, the key though, it has to be the amplified version. So if you can find it, show it here, and then I'll, I'll have you point it up there. It's just, this, is a, this isn't part of my message, okay? So this doesn't count towards my time, so just so you know. <laughs> and I, I, I met a couple of young men this morning, uh, Trevor and Donovan. They're about to hit the nations of the world with, with, with Jesus. But it, it, it had me think of something. I remember on, on one of my trips, this I believe was to Malawi in Africa, and I had a group of about 21 students with me. And I remember being on the plane as we were flying there. And in the section where we were seated, I was towards the front of that section. And the students were in the back three or four rows of that section. They were, they were too far for me to speak with. But you know where there's students, there's noise. Amen? And, but what got my attention during the flight, I heard someone talking quite clearly, quite loudly, and with a really neat accent. He was either from Ireland or Scotland. He was actually in the aisle speaking with the students. And I wasn't paying too much attention. I couldn't hear the students, but this man was so loud, I could actually hear him. And what got my attention is that I could tell only by his response that one or some of the students started to share Christ with him. And it was apparent by his response he was, he was a non-believer, at least so far. And uh, after a while, it sounded like he was dominating the conversation. I got a little restless. I got up out of my seat, and I walked down the aisle of the plane. And there he is, and I conveniently introduced myself. I said, hello, my name is Celine. And what was interesting, the students knew what was about to take place. So I started to share Christ with them and explain the gospel. And it looked like that section of the plane that a lot of people were watching this. So I clearly explained the cross and why Christ had to come. And I don't want to say we got into an argument, but apparently we're, we got very loud. And, and so loud as I'm sharing with him, ministering to him, all of a sudden I get poked in the side. And I guess she had been trying to get my attention. There was a stewardess. And the, the stewardess says, excuse me, sirs, gentlemen, could you keep it down? The whole plane can hear you. And I was thinking, that's great. You know, I didn't, I didn't say that, but I was thinking that. Now, now, when this happens, all of a sudden, that whole section of the plane is silence. All you hear are the roars of the engines. So obviously, everybody's watching this encounter. She's this close to me, and all of a sudden, something started to come, come up out of me. And I actually ended up responding at the top of my lungs. And I just said, I just want everyone to go to heaven. Is there anything wrong with that? And she goes, no, that's fine, sir. <laughs> and then she said, do they have to go right now? And, you know, and then I, I, if I ask how many want to go to heaven, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, right now, and well, okay, maybe you have a test this, this week or something. But I'm, even in church, the songs we sing, Lord, come quickly. And in my heart, I go, but not right now, Jesus. And I'm ready. So what is that hesitation? I so want to be with my Jesus, but there's a hesitation of right now. And God showed me something. It's because he's not done with me. He's not done with you. 
And before I even continue that, I, I see she found, found the, the, do you have the amplified version? If you, if you don't, that's okay. We don't need it. Anyway, it, it says you can show them. It says he will be quiet in his love. If you read the amplified, you know what it says? He will make no mention of past sins. How many of y'all can say amen to that? Amen? Okay, well, we'll take that away. Let's get back to the message. Okay, so, so, so watch. So God, show me. It, it, listen, if you're still breathing, God's not done with you. I love how Paul says it in Acts 20, 24. Listen to what he says. In order that I might finish my course, that I might finish the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus Christ. So watch. He knows there's a call on his life, and he has something to do for the Lord, and he wants to finish. How many of you want to finish? Amen? Amen. Because, watch, towards the end of his life, as he writes Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, listen to what he says. He says, watch this, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. You hear it? It's towards the end of his life. And how's he finished? So what's, look at what he says. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Say finish. finish. Listen, how many of you want to finish your race? Amen. I've kept the faith. And listen, I've learned something. God has a divine purpose and destiny for every one of our lives. Now, God's grace, he's, he's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. If we say yes to Christ, we become the righteousness of God. He's taken our sin. But now he has a call for our life while we're here. But I've discovered in this race, not everyone finishes. What's interesting, God wants us to win. Do you know how you win in the kingdom of God? Because God looks at this as a race. You win when you finish. It's not how fast. You catching that? You, you got to catch this because we're, we're going to go somewhere. So, so I, I want to finish my race. Now, let me see. I, I don't want to get off track because uh, all these downloads get a little disturbing sometimes and, while you're trying to preach. In Psalm 139, how does he say it? He says, before I ever began to breathe, he scheduled every day of my life. Every moment was laid out before a single day. God recorded our life before we took our first breath. So again, if you're still breathing, God's not done with you. Amen. So wave again and look at your neighbor and say, God ain't done with me, nor you. Now that's good news. Okay, because sometimes we go through life. And what's interesting, I, 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 as I go through the word of God, I see some finish, some don't. As in, in Acts 13, Paul is in Antioch and he has an opportunity to minister. And we'll go through this. Watch, he, they, they give him a chance to speak. And he starts talking, watch that. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors, made them multiply, grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then with a powerful arm, he led them, he led them out, okay? Out of their slavery, he put up with them 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan. Listen to this. He gave, the, and he gave their land to Israel and then as an inheritance. This took about 450 years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Y'all remember Samuel? Samuel's the last judge. Now his sons were to become the judges. But you know what? His sons did not follow as Samuel did. And the people said, no way. We don't want them to be our judges. So what did they want? The people begged for a king. God wanted to be their king. They begged for a king and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. How long did he reign? How long? He reigned for 40 years. And then you know what God did? It says, but then God removed Saul. 
Saul never finished. Well, how can you say that? Because watch what God does. And God replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, what did God say about David? I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Are you kidding me? How many of you can think of things that God didn't want him to do that he did? What's interesting, God doesn't mention our past sins. Listen, we all fall. If we get up every time we fall, we can finish. David finished. Later on, it talks about how David, watch, it talks about how David served his generation in his time. So watch this. Some finish, some, some don't. In between, it talks about John the Baptist finishing his ministry. So watch. You got to catch this because I want to finish. I believe you want to finish. Now, finishing doesn't mean you necessarily live a, a long life, which is nice. But finishing is what? Completing God's will for your life while you're here. And some do and some don't. Will you? Will you finish the call of God on your life? I mean, how often, you know, it's interesting about Saul. I wasn't going to share this. One of the saddest scriptures that Saul ends up being, King Saul is disobedient. And in 1 Samuel 13, the prophet comes to him and he says, you fool. Watch this. If you had obeyed the Lord God and his command, watch this. He would have established your kingdom forever. God wanted to establish Saul's kingdom forever, but he didn't finish. As a matter of fact, it even impacted his son. Because who's to say if John was not to, Jonathan was to the crown prince, prince to be the next king? So listen, it's not just about you, it's about the whole kingdom of God. Amen? So look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to finish. Say it like you mean. Say, I'm going to finish. So listen, Pastor Jim starting a message about running with the giants. And he did an amazing job last week about the prophet Isaiah. And I love the scripture that he used in Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin, the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us, we do this by keeping our eyes on, keeping our eyes on who? So, so watch, this is, this is, and I, hopefully I'll touch on this. I, 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 I've learned that our life with Christ is like a race, okay? Anybody ever run in a race? Anybody ever win? The good thing in the kingdom of God, if you finish, you, you win. You just have to finish. So, so what, but there, you know, I wasn't going to go share this, but it's interesting. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. For, for years, I struggled with lust. It was like a claw in my brain. And, and anger really gripped my heart. And it, it kind of guided my life. And it, it wasn't a, a God thing at all. But I, I saw, and I love this church because one of the things it wants you to do is to walk in freedom. And I saw in the word of God that God wanted me free. I said, okay, God, I now know you. And I even have opportunity to lead in Bible studies and you're opening other doors. God, what's, what's the deal with this lust? How many times do I need to repent? Anybody ever been there? I'll never do it again. In 10 seconds, I'm there again. Hello? Can I be real? But thank God I kept getting back up. And let me share something. One of the things God showed me is that that scripture right here, keeping my eyes on Jesus. See, it says, lay aside every weight and the sin. And then later, keeping our eyes on what I was doing. I was focusing on the sin, on the way. God, I don't want to lust again. God, I don't want to be angry anymore. And, and God says, okay, lay it down. But you got to keep your eyes on me. Listen, if you keep your eyes on your bondage, on your stronghold, you never get totally free. 
So I'd repent. Okay, God, I'm going with you. Listen, if you'll keep your eyes on the goal, the Lord Jesus Christ, you can finish. Listen, nothing about your life surprises God. He knows every stronghold, every bondage, every issue. So in this race, we're going to have opportunities to quit. But I believe every one of us are going to finish. You know, since, since race, I'm going to share something. I, I remember back in the day, I used to be an athlete of some sort. I, I, really, I, I played high school football, baseball. I played college D1, soccer, tennis. I just love sports. When I finished, I, uh, and you know, back then I was poor. I, I only had a bicycle. So I rode my bicycle everywhere. And I got to where I, I would actually do uh, cross country. But I would ride 2,500 miles. I'd ride through Alaska, Canada. It was great when I was single, okay? So, I mean, bears, elk, it was just beautiful. So I was a very fit machine, especially for long-distance cycling. And, and, and I, I remember, I thought, you know, I wonder if I could ever do a triathlon. But I wasn't a great swimmer. But I, I learned how to swim without drowning. That's a good thing to do, right? So, so I, I wasn't fast, but I could finish. How many of you know that's important? As a matter of fact, I will tell you this. Triathlons, what was kind of great, I was, I was always, the, people would swim over me. I was so slow. The next group, would, I would, but I would finish. The neat thing, nobody could ride like I could ride. So I would pass thousands of people on the bicycle. It felt good. Anyway. And I, and I was a decent runner. I, I was a 10K runner. I, my boss at the time taught me to run a 10K. We, we ran six miles at six-minute pace every day for lunch. That, that was just our lunchtime. But I, I remember the day. I went to way back in the day. I went to my girlfriend's house. It was Saturday late morning. And I, she was going to fix me a little brunch lunch thing. And, and I turned on the television, and it was ESPN, and it was the Ironman Triathlon. I mean, I got pumped. And the Ironman Triathlon, this was in Hawaii. It's an open water swim. So they swim two and a half miles and, I mean, waves and everything. When they finished, when they finished the swim, they get on their bicycles. And they ride 112-plus miles through mountain terrain. And, ran, I mean, and when they get off their bicycles, they run a marathon 26.2 miles. So I'm watching them. I go, oh, I can do that. Are you kidding me? So, 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 so but I got pumped up and I hollered. I said, Anna, that was my girlfriend. I said, Anna... Forget the sandwich. I need pasta. She goes, what do you need pasta for? Because I said, this was Saturday. I said, tomorrow is Sunday. It's the Houston Marathon. And I'm going to run the marathon. And she goes, you can't run the marathon. I said, I'm going to run the marathon. She knew better than to argue. Because so, she knew I'd never run more than 10K, 6.2 miles. And the marathon is, marathon is 26.2 miles. You, you, you figure that out? So, but remember, I was a pretty fit machine. So uh, Sunday, I went down to the marathon. And I'll never forget it. There's so many people, I'm amazed. As a matter of fact, the race started and you're still standing there. And there's people all around. And all of a sudden, people start going, oh, I said, oh, this must be it, baby. And I start going. Uh, and, and there were so many people around me, it's like they were carrying me. And I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. So, so, so I'm just running. And, and, and literally, I mean, there's bands, there's cheerleaders. I mean, it's the greatest thing on earth. Are you kidding me? Anybody could run this. And I went about 10 miles without even realizing it. And I'd never run more than 6.2. I'm at 10 miles, and nobody's carrying me anymore. And all of a sudden, I went, hey, ow, this is stupid. Why am I doing it? And I, and I just had this thought. I said, I think I'm going to quit. And I thought, well, I know Anna is going to be on the course to encourage me. And I just decided she'll probably be about... 10, 12, you know, about the halfway mark or so. And so I, I decided I'm going to run to where Anna is. And then when she calls my name, 
I'm going to stop and say, take me home. That, no, that was my plan. Okay? So while I'm running, now she's going to see me before I see her. There's people, there's people all along the course. And I, so I'm making sure nobody's blocking the view. And, I, and I'm running like this. And 11, 12, where's Anna? She's got to be someplace close, man. Okay, Anna, Anna, where's Anna? 14 miles, 15 miles. Where's that girl? What's wrong with her? S 16, 17, 18, Anna. I gotta find Anna. She's gotta find me. 19. Do you know where she was? She was at the finish line. I finished her. I died, but I finished the race. And I remember going through 328, 3 hours and 28 mi minutes. When I finished, they gave me a finisher's mug and a finisher's pin, even though I died. But nonetheless, I got the mug and the pin. But, but I thought about it for a second. I got so focused on Anna. I worked through the pain, the trials, and the, and the fear that I wanted to quit. And let me share something with you. In your walk, in your race with the Lord for the kingdom of God, how many ever felt like quitting? Listen, we're, we're attacked in many ways. But I'm going to tell you something. If we will focus on Jesus, if we will focus on eternity, if we will focus on the kingdom of God, if we will focus on souls, if we will focus on the word of God, we can finish what God wants to do in our lives. So turn to your neighbor and say, focus. And remember, we don't have to focus on the pain and the suffering and what we're struggling with. Listen, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Well, you think I would have learned something because the next year, and I never ran again more than 10K, 6.2 miles. The next year, I jumped in the marathon again. And I'll never forget, boom, at the beginning, it's so easy. And you know what? When you say yes to Christ, and some of you made this morning, it's like, whoa, this is fantastic. I just breathe or think a prayer, and God answers, and people all around me taking me to lunch and blessing me, and God, oh, yeah. But how many of you know life hits, and all of a sudden, ooh, I thought, that temptation was gone. Ooh, I didn't think I'd ever struggle in that area. Ooh, why did he do that? Ooh, has anybody been there? Let me tell you, that's life. It's real, and I'm running this marathon, same thing, and I went about 12 miles this time, and I thought, hey, this is kind of stupid. And I decided I will quit. I didn't have a girlfriend this year, so I'm not sure what happened. And it was real easy to quit. Why? Because on the course... They had benches. And anytime you wanted, you could sit on that bench. A shuttle come by, pick you up, take you to the finish line. And I thought, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and I remember I was about to quit, and I looked up, and I saw the sign, 30K, 18.6 miles. And watch this. I focused on that sign, and I said, I'm going to run to that sign, then I'm going to quit. And I got to that point, 18.6 miles. There was a Muslim friend of mine, Yasmin. And she was volunteer working the court. 708. She was doing pace times for people. 708. Hey, Selena. Hey, Yasmin. Doing? And it was one of those stations, not just time and pace time, but I don't know if it's Gatorade, Powerade, orange, whatever you want. You know how you can grab water and people grab and keep running. Well, I'm there talking to Yasmin. 709. And we're just chatting. 712. 720. And she goes, Selena, what are you doing? I said, I'm done. She goes, what do you mean you're done? Well, I, yeah, I'm just going to run the hair and I'm going to quit. And she goes, Salim, you're not going to quit now. You come this far. Are you kidding me? Get going. And I threw my gun. I said, oh, my gosh. And, and I started to run again. 
and I'm running. I, I still want to quit. And I look back and she's watching me. I said, oh, I better keep going. <laughs> and, and thank God about a quarter mile up the road, there's a curve. When I get around that curve, I'm quitting. And I got around the curve and I looked and I saw a bench. I thought, oh, thank God. I'm headed towards the bench. And I don't know if they were condominiums, townhouses. I didn't find out the next day to, to, to who it was. But on the second floor balcony, there was a physiology professor from HBU. And as I started here, headed toward the bench, I heard, Hey, Salim! You're looking good! I thought, oh, my God! And I started praying, God, God, don't let anybody else know my name. And I wanted to quit. You know, I'm not 19, 20 miles, so 21. You think I'm going to finish, right? At about 22 miles, I saw a bench. And kind of like my kids playing hide and seek, I figure if I squint my eyes, nobody will see me. So anyway, I got to that bench, and I sat down. I kept my head down. A shuttle came by. I got in it. And that shuttle took me to the finish line. When I got off the shuttle, they handed me a finisher's mug and a finisher's pin. And my first thought was, nobody will ever know. <laughs> but you know what? I knew I didn't finish my race. And I believe the grace of God, some of us really know Christ but some of us may not finish. In God's grace, the Jesus shuttle come by and pick us up on that day, maybe take us to the finish line. But I think there's going to be a few that are going to hear, well done. And those are the ones that finish. And, and, and I want to finish. So, so I, I just thought, though, at that 22-mile marker where I quit, what if Pastor Jim or Pastor Steve was there? Hey, Salim, you commit. Oh, my God. Oh. And, I, and I just started thinking about maybe I'd only gone 100 yards. But what if I got a little further? And all of a sudden, Phyllis and she goes, Salim, you can do it. And I thought, and I started, and it hit me. The two times I was encouraged, I kept going. And I figured it out. We need each other. I can't do it on my own. What if you were there to say, say, no, maybe I've been crawling, but let me tell you, it's amazing what a little encouragement will do. In Hebrews 3.13, earlier in the chapter, early in the book, it says, one translation says warm, but I love the translation that says, encourage one another daily. Let me tell you something. We need each other. And you may think, you may think oh, I don't need you. Well, you know what? I still need you. And it's amazing what a word of etiquette, what a word of encouragement, you know, hey, 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 you can do it. Hey, 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 I, I believe in you. Hey, 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 you're going to make it. I'm praying for you. Get up. You can keep going. Let me tell you something. It's amazing what just a little encouragement will do. If I would have had them, I would have finished my race. So I, I want to do real quickly in our race with the Lord. I have 63 of them, but I probably only do five or six. <laughs> but uh, Trevor, I asked Trevor, I met him. He, he's about to hit the nations. Come, come up here, bro. And if you'll bring my bag real quick. You're going to help me out, bro. You are a runner in this life. Okay? So just run, run around this thing, come back here, act like you know what you're doing. 
But you know what? You have trials and tribulations, and you said, you know what? I think I'm going to quit. So, so watch. I just listen. These are, listen, how do we run with the giants? We never give up. But we, listen, we can focus, but we still need each other to bless and encourage us. So let's say Trevor's Tur- about to quit, and all of a sudden, and you know what? Help me out here. I won't give you, tell you who it is. You tell me who it is. That's encouraging. And these will be uh, characters from the Bible, men and women of God. Oh, oh, Trevor, oh, Trevor, Trevor, you don't want to quit now. I, I know what it's like. God had a call on my, guy, on my life, but I didn't want to do what he wanted me to do. I became very rebellious, very disobedient. I actually ran the other way. And when I ran, I, I got some other, I caused a storm. It, so much They had to throw me overboard. Anybody know who I'm talking about? So Jonah would say, don't give up. God hasn't given up on you, so you got to keep going. So keep going. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. But act raggedy and he's, he's going to quit again. Oh, oh, and you meet all of a sudden there's a man and he's clothed with, uh, oh, oh, Trevor, 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 don't, don't quit now. Listen, I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to run with God. I was a mighty man of God. I called fire down from heaven. And you know what? All of a sudden a little fear struck me. A woman said something and all of a sudden I ran for my life and I'm in a cave and I was, I, I actually asked God to let me die. Are you kidding me? Who am I talking about? Elijah. And Elijah would say, listen, if you still have breath, God, he knows your bouts with suicide. He knows that. The, he knows that. Only the, but you know what? God breathed and spoke in my direction. And I got up and finished my race. And so can you. So get up, Trevor. Give Trevor a hand. He's running. Come on. Have a seat. Uh, he's about to. Okay, you, you got to be kind of really beat. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you don't want to quit now. And this will be a young lady. She goes, you know, I, I wasn't even born in God's covenant people. As a matter of fact, I was one of God's enemies. I was a Moabitess. And, and what's interesting, when my, when my father-in-law died and my husband died and, and, and my mother-in-law was going back to her people and, and I decided to go back with her and, and I, I knew there was really not much in my life. I, I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd glean some wheat to help her survive and I, got, I had no idea that God would not only bless me but he would give me a relationship with God's people and God put my name in the genealogy of Jesus. Are you kidding me? You got to keep going, Trevor. Come on. Give me a hand as he goes. Oh, who was I talking about? Ruth. That's right. Okay, who's this one? Oh, 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 oh. You don't want to quit now. Listen, uh, shame, resent, guilt. Are you, my whole life was shame. I disgraced the I, I was a disgrace. I, my whole life was a life of prostitution. And, in, and it's amazing. And just... And just a moment, I, I stepped out uh, just to protect a couple of God's people, just for a moment. And God not only saved me and my family, but God let me marry into the God's people. And, and God put my name in the genealogy. Are you kidding me? God, God, he makes no mention of past sins. Trevor, get up. You can keep going. Give me a hand as he keeps going. All right. I won't do all 63, I promise. So watch this. Okay, tell me who this is. Oh, oh, you don't want to quit now. Listen, I know a life is unfair. I know that I was abandoned, rejected, lied about, falsely accused. My own brothers hated me, threw me in the well, sold me into slavery, and then I was lied about in a prison for years. Are you kidding me? And God, in one moment, the gift he gave me put me before the Pharaoh, and God raised me up to be in charge of everyone, not only to save my people, but to save many nations. Let me tell you something. 
every injustice God knows about. And he'll turn around what was meant for evil. He'll turn it for good. So, Trevor, keep going. And listen, I, I think about who, oh, who was I talking about? Joseph. And, and let me share something. But watch his focus, that focus. When he had an opportunity to sin, he said, how can I sin against my God? We got to focus on Jesus. Amen. Hold no bitterness, no resentment. He, didn't, he, 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 chose not, he chose to forgive his own brothers. Amen. So we better, I had a bunch more, but we better jump on into the New Testament. Okay. You got to run. Oh, you already did. Come back. Oh, 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 talk about a failure. No, no, listen, I had his, I got married, okay? I'm a woman, I got married, and it didn't work out. You know, I got married again. It didn't work out, I got married again. It didn't work, I got married again. I did it five times, I got married. None of it worked, so now I'm shacking up. What, what is it's a waste. I won't even go out when they go out. I got to go out in the heat of day where no one is there because my whole life is just such shame and guilt. And then this man shows up. He not only knew all about me, but during that time, he showed me truth and love so much so he took me and that same day I became an evangelist for a whole town. Are you kidding me? You can keep going. Give me a hand. Come on, as he comes around. Cheer him on. Oh, who was I talking about? <laughs> Woman to dwell. Okay. Who's this? Oh, 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 who is it? Let me see. Okay. I, several people. Because I, I just sensed this during the, the worship. Here's a one. Listen, listen. 12 years. 12 years I, I was not only sick, but I spent all I had and, and things only got worse. And there was another woman, 18 years. I, I've been like that. And there was a man, 38 years, 38 years. I was hopeless. I, I could never get to the water in time. And, and so many of us think, this is my lot, lot in life. That's a lie from hell. We got a good God. Don't you ever give up. I don't care where you are, what's going on in your life. If you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to encounter God's goodness like, goodness like never before. And these three may have given up. They were hopeless. You ever been there hopeless? And God brings restoration and healing for every one of them. And God never gives up on you. Let me do one more. Come on. So you can keep going, Trevor. Come on. So as the woman with the issue of blood, the one bound 18 years, the man with the palsy for 38 years. Okay. Oh, 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 Trevor, Trevor, you, you don't want to give up now. Listen, listen, I, I, I had a good, I was home, my older brother and I, and I, 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 I just want to get out of there. I got, I got my inheritance, and I, I took off, and, and I, I wasted everything. I ended up in pig slop. Are you kidding me? But I knew I could, no way I could go home. I'd never be accepted. But what have I got to lose? And I, and I went home, and I, I didn't think they'd accept me. If, if so, I knew there'd be disappointment. They, 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 they rebuked me and kick and yell. And when I got close, my father saw me. I knew what was going to happen. But I was so shocked. He didn't yell, kick or scream. He ran. He hugged. He loved. He fell on me. And you know what's amazing? He didn't even, he didn't ask me for the money. He didn't ask me what I'd done. He didn't even ask me where I'd been. As a matter of fact, I learned something, Trevor. God doesn't care so much where you've been. God cares where you're going. So you can keep going, Trevor. Come on, buddy. Last one. Don't quit now. Talk about hopeless, useless. No one. I was so consumed by demons. I mean, 
legion. I, I wasn't even myself. And, and the, cult, the people, I, they put me across. And I lived in a, in a graveyard. And they chained me. But I, it wasn't even my own strength. But the, the, the dark forces, I'd break the chains. And I, I'd cut myself. And I was so hopeless. And, and only the grace of God, I never took my life. I don't know how I didn't take my life. Because in a moment's time, this man of God, Jesus, comes. And not only does he set me free. That same day, he made me an evangelist to 10 towns. So, Trevor, don't give up. Keep going. Give me a hand as you go. So, so listen, nothing about your life surprises God. God's not giving up on you. You're going to make it. You know, what's interesting, I, I didn't share this. That first marathon when I finished 328, I'll never forget, a little later, I don't know that they do it now, they sent out these uh, pamphlets, these booklets with the results. I didn't get one, but I've, I've, I've discovered they had them. And uh, I opened it up. I said, you know what, 328, it's not, it's not great, but it was my first marathon. So I said, you know what, I'm going to find my name and my time in this book. So I look, and Kayla's my last name, K-A-H-L. Kayla, 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 Kayla. Uh, Oh, they probably got my first name, Salim. So, so I look, Salim, oh, anything close with that, Shadrach, Shucklebuck. I'm looking for anything, right? So, and uh, I'm sorry, would you give the Lord a hand? I got to blow my mind. So I never found it. I, like, I, I kind of got upset because I, I ran the race. I hurt. I struggled. I finished. You know, I beat more than half the people. Surely. I, and I remember complaining to Anna. I said, Anna, I can't believe it. Here's a book. And my, my name's not in here. I don't understand. I went through the whole thing. And she, and she says, well, Salim, Saturday you decided to run Sunday. Did you ever register for the race? <laughs> well, no, I didn't register. I just went. And, and sure enough, a lot of people purposely don't register. When you register, you get this big thing you have to wear. It has a number. Because even when you finish, there's certain shoots you run through. And they called them bandits back then. If you didn't have a number, you were a bandit. You still got to run through a shoot, but you weren't officially ever in the race. And I ran the whole cotton-picking thing. But, 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 so my name, wasn't in, my name wasn't in the book, and I wonder how many people in church, maybe even servant volunteer, maybe even Christian or dedicated, maybe even baptized, but you never had your name recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Listen, don't finish and find out you're not even in the right race. That you know, you know Revelation 20, is, it's a scary verse. But it's true. Listen what it says. John is talking. He says, I, I, I saw a great white throne judgment. A great white throne and one sitting on it. The earth and the sky fled from his presence, but they, they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, for, the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were open, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead. Nobody escapes. And all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. Now, I wish I could teach on all that, but, but listen to this verse. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. 
Maybe you serve. Maybe you tithe. But has your name ever been sealed in the book of life? Elsewhere, it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. What's that mean? Well, Jesus, listen, I was raised as a, I was a good Muslim. I fast, I prayed, my good outweighed my bad. But you know what? I never encountered the Lamb of God. So my name was never written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that's a gift. Listen, the Lord Jesus himself not only lived the perfect life after being born of the Virgin Mary, he was crucified on the heart. He paid for every one of our sins, our iniquity, bind to amen, our healing, our sickness, our disease. He paid for it all. And then God raised him from the dead, confirming who he is. Not only that, he's coming back. When he comes back, will your name be in the Lamb's Book of Life? It's a gift. You don't earn it. You're judged according to your works. But eternity, salvation is based on your belief. A whole nother teaching. You understand what I'm saying? So have you actually believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you actually confessed him as Lord? Are you sure your name is written in God's book? That's it. You do that by saying yes to Jesus. And I know time is running out. It's probably run out. I don't know. But I want to ask you a question before I pray. How many of you, help me out here, as we describe this race, how many of you know, you know God wants to use you more to encourage others, to be a blessing? Listen, people don't need gossip or sarcasm. They need hope and encouragement. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, I, I work with college students. I see people cut down people all the, all the time. It's interesting, people that don't even care for me, I'm always blessing them and encouraging. So when struggles, when crisis hits their life they don't go looking for their drinking buddies they all come to me always be a blesser be an encourager let me ask you this how many of you you picture yourself you've been running but you, you felt like quitting but this morning you're, you're encouraged to know hey you can keep going because God hasn't given up on you amen and then number three is your name written in God's book you can run all you want. You could be the fastest. But if your name's not recorded, no eternity with Christ. Remember, to win, you just have to finish. But are you registered for the race? Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for the one who gave his life. Uh, and Lord, it's one thing to give you life. Thank you for the father who gave his son's life. God, I got three sons, three daughters. I can't relate there, God. I would die before them. Lord, what an amazing love the father would have to give his own son, Jesus. And Lord, for Jesus to willingly lay his life that we may enter into relationship and eternal life and a full life while we're here. God, what an amazing God you are. What amazing grace. And Lord, these your people here as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And, and though you've over, if, if you know God wants you to be a greater encourager, would you just wave your hand? You want to be a blessing to others. Just wave. You're going to encourage people like never before. Okay, hands down. Now, some of you, you felt like quitting. But this morning you're encouraged that you're going to get up because God's not done with you. If you thought about quitting or even you've been there, but you're encouraged this morning to keep going, would you boldly wave your hand? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, hands down. Help me out here. 
Some of you realize how oh, you've been doing, saying it looks good, everything's right, but you're, you're not registered for the race. You've never had your name recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. You have never not only believed on the Lord Jesus Christ that God raised him from the dead, but you have not publicly confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord and decided to follow him the rest of your days. If that's you this morning and you need to have your name written in the book, would you boldly put your hand up, please? Praise God, praise God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, maybe more, it's dark. Okay, hands down. Hands down. Everybody look up this way. Okay, clap one more time for the Lord. Sorry, I got to... I'm going to ask you to do something as, as I'm done. This is important. But I want you to see something. Don't be... If you know God wanted you to be a great encourager, would you wave your hand again? Okay, hands down. This is tough, but I, listen, you're going to be encouraged. You realize that this morning you were encouraged to keep going when you have struggled and felt like quitting. If that was you this morning, would you boldly wave your hands? Let her, let, see that? Let me tell you, people right next to you, you need to hear, you're going to make it. Now, there were about 10 or 12, maybe more. This morning you realized, hey, I need to know my name's recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you would like to do that this morning and make Jesus your Lord. Would you boldly wave your hands again? Praise God. Okay. Hey, praise God. Listen, it's the greatest decision of your life. For all three, listen, this is a great church. Connect. This one helped you finish because they tell you the next steps. This is the church you need to be in. God has a divine destiny for your life. Amen. Give my man a hand. Thank you and God bless you.